welcome to Radio Trivia. It's been a wild podcast edition. I'm tired, TYP. And with me is Jonathan Metz. I'm staying up late for this shit, y'all. Yeah, I am too. And uh, this is episode 75, which is means we're like almost to 100, kind of. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, three-fourths of the way there. In a couple years, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is like, I think, our first episode in like a month now. Something like that. First real episode. So uh, I apologize. And hopefully you haven't deleted me from your various feeds. But uh, we have a good lineup. A, a lot of listener requests. Um, some are recent requests. Some are older. So uh, let's get started. Sounds like music that would play while you're exploring a cave. Uh, it might be. I really don't know what the context is for that no. particular song. Well, I don't either. I don't know what this game is. I'm in the dark on this on the first couple of these, I guess. But um, uh, it's a mix. Yeah. That was cavey. Cavey. idea what this is right now. Um, you know, no, but th- there are instruments in there that remind me of other games, but I Yeah. But yeah, no. Well, here's your here's your question. What password cheat gives the player unlimited ammo and invincibility?
Yippee ki <laughs> The soundtrack's kind of all over the place. The first one sounded like something out of like the the Mario Land with the um, like the, the underground area. Mm-hmm. Cavey, uh, like the I second said. one sounded like a cavey, and the second one sounded like a like a western shootout, and the third one obviously. Uh, did not sound like either of those. Do you have any idea what game this is, John? I'm going to take a wild guess here, um, and this is a little bit based on your hint question and a weird, vague memory uh, of me playing this game a long time ago, and that is Legacy of the Wizard for NES. Mm, no. Um, okay. In fact, the, the, this is um, <laughs> this is Kid Icarus for the NES. Really? I mean, well, I knew, you know, I'm not at all, at all a fan of Kid Icarus, but um, I knew that... I, I am not either. I hate that game. I knew that there was a little kind of a call to some classical music, you know, here and there in the Kid Icarus soundtrack. Well, the third song is, I know it from Wrong. Oh, and so okay. it's kind of funny listening to this version of it. It's almost like a, like a song they did a chip tune of after the fact for me, because I hear it playing that game, but <laughs> this is the original rendition of it. It's sort of weird backwards. Mm. But, um, yeah. Um, so this is Kid Icarus. Oh, I like the music a lot better than I like the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. The game really, it's janky. Um it basically used the same engine as Metroid, or very similar engine. I think it was actually an earlier version of the Metroid engine. Yeah, I think they're developed in parallel, or mm. maybe they started at the same time and one took longer, or something. They both like this one came out in 1986, so Metroid was around that time too, wasn't it? It depends on whether you're talking Japan or America. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's a true statement there. But um, they're, they're closely related. I, I think the same team worked on both of them. Yeah. But one kind and, uh, of stands the test of time, and the other completely does not. <laughs> in my, of course, that's my opinion. But Kid Icarus is broken. I, I got through maybe the first four or five levels. It just gets balls hard, and it's just not fun. Yeah, I don't know why I, I, anyone thinks it's a good game. I always just felt like it didn't make any sense. Well, it's difficult. It's confusing. It's like you go in a door, and then there's like a there's a kill room that may or may not be of any use, mm-hmm. and. It just, I don't know. I just didn't get it. It just, it felt like things were just thrown together. There wasn't any rhyme or reason behind the level design. Um, so uh, well, maybe that's why uh, Mr. Sakurai likes that franchise. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Before we pour on uh, too much haterade here, I mean, I do have friends who love Kid Icarus, and maybe they can't explain why they love it, but I know more than one person who has bought this on Virtual Console. And, yeah. I, you know, because they wanted to play it. I, I, it's weird to me because even as a child, you know, long before my game reviewing days or really having any kind of, any sort of critical thought about gaming, I remember playing Kid Icarus for the first time and thinking, wow, this is not nearly as much fun as I thought it would be. Because it seems like a really cool idea for a game. And the mechanics... Right. I think people like the idea. Yeah, I mean, jumping around, shooting the arrows, um, it, it seems like it should be fun, but just, I always felt like, wow, this is really... I don't like it at all, and that first level is just this long vertical slog, and uh, yeah. yeah, really don't care for it at all, you know? The characters need... Did you ever play the Game Boy game? No, I've heard it's better. I don't better. know if it's any better. Right? I, I've heard that it is better, 
but I, no, I haven't. I didn't have an, an original Game Boy, so... Another parallel to uh, to the Metroid franchise, although I, I, I'm not a fan of Metroid 2. I, it's definitely a um, much more advanced game than the first Metroid game, I think. Yeah. It's probably the same scenario for Kid Icarus. Could be. Um, I, I but really yeah, it was am, broken know, to the extent that uh, they put... I mean, Nintendo never does this. They put in a code for the password system where if you write... Icarus fights Medusa Angels. Mm-hmm. You get unlimited arrows and invincibility. Right. Um, which, to me, that sound, that's a sign of saying, yeah, we know this game is way too hard. We're going to throw this in here to throw you guys a bone. Um, I mean, I can't think of another Nintendo game that has a cheat like that. Uh, I mean, First you know, Super game. Mario Brothers, you can continue if you hold down select. Yeah, that's still different. A. That's, that's a far cry from invincibility. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, pretty. That is pretty unusual for Nintendo, I guess. It was common in like Western games, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not a fan of Kid Icarus, but I'm curious to see what they do with uh, what is necessarily a reboot of the, the franchise. I mean, there isn't too much to work from that would work in 3D, um, really. Um, the concept was walking vertically or jumping vertically up a shaft. Um. <laughs> there, no, there were some horizontal levels too, but the, the, you know, okay. the, it had almost—I want to say it had kind of like temples that were set up, you know, almost like Zelda Two temples, where you kind of have to explore them. Okay. Except they're more like a maze of doorways, so they're not contiguous mm. like in Zelda Two. It's more about warping around, and yeah, that's where you'd find the eggplant yeah. wizard, and you turn you into an eggplant and stuff like that. There are a lot of cool ideas, but yeah, Kid Icarus never. It never made any damn sense to me, but for some well, people maybe, it does. Maybe with the advent of technology, uh, they can take those ideas and, and make them work. Yeah. Um, nah, I, I, I'd be all for a game that captures Zelda 2 dungeons. I mean, that, I love that stuff. Yeah. So. I, well, yeah. I, you know, you and I maybe are, are more on the outcast of Zelda 2 opinion, but I do think the new Kid Icarus uh, will have virtually nothing in common with the NES game, and that's a good thing, so... They've waited long enough that they might as well just start fresh. Yep. All right. Well, that's probably enough about a uh, moldy old Kid Icarus game. <laughs> now in 3D. Yeah. Um, on to the second game. Onward. Thank you. 
I loved that. Whatever this is, I want to go play it. <laughs> Good. Well, let's keep it going. Okay. Again. <laughs> yeah, this I, I, I'd be guessing Mother Three, except I know that you don't do uh, import games unless unless stated. So <laughs> that's right. Just well, uh, wow. Yeah, th- this uh, game has a surprising soundtrack. So uh, here's the question: So, what is the name of this game's producer who directed the previous game in the series?
the, the, the problem is that now I really want to go play this, and uh, it's too late. I cannot be... i got to catch a flight in the morning. I cannot be going to turn on Mario Galaxy 2 this late. Yeah. And the really crazy thing is, I knew you would pick this game out. Had uh-huh. no idea that's what it was until the third song. Fantastic. Yes. You know, and you love, this, you love when that happens. Oh, yeah. I know you um, you know, it's funny because I, I read um, a few reviews of the game um, before I, I started playing it. Um, and, you know, everyone's saying, music's really great, music's really great. But when I first started playing the game, I thought, like, yeah, these songs are okay. Nothing, like, amazing over First right. Galaxy. But as you get further into the game, they, they throw things that you wouldn't expect so much to be in this game. And, like, like those first two songs. And then they do this throwback to uh, Mario 64 out of nowhere near the end of the game. Right. And, um, That's the Bob on Battlefield song. Uh, yeah. And, um, well, it's in a few of the levels in the game. Um, and, um, well, I'll just say that that's not the only thing they reprise from Mario 64. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I actually just... Well, I don't want to say I finished it because as soon as you get 120 stars, they actually open up um, kind of a lot more stars that, that aren't repeats. They're just sort of additional things to hunt for. Um, so they they really put a lot of work into this game. I mean, they probably could have released it six months ago. <laughs> and um, Right. They, they were not joking. Um yeah, well, but I'm it, serious that you have game. made me want to play more of it because, um, you know, I'm not that far into it. I've just been playing other things, um, and I was I was with you. You know, I was thinking, well, you know, it sounds a lot like the first Galaxy. You know, nothing mm-hmm. musically had really turned me on from what I've yeah. played so far, but all three of the songs that you just dropped are like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, so... The game definitely uh, picks up its pace, and, and it's it's a fantastic game. I mean, um, I, I, it does have some flaws in it. I mean, every game does. Um, I, I think that the 9.5 that Nintendo World Report gave it is justifiable. You know, I don't necessarily think it maybe deserves its perfect 10. I, um, but it's a fantastic game. Um, absolutely fantastic. And uh, there's some really crazy bat chittens. Batshit insane things near the end, in my opinion, um, platforming-wise. So excellent. Yeah, I've I've really got to make some time to go back and, and um, you know get get farther into it yeah. because I, it seems like I've from everything people have, are saying and from what I just heard, I think I've only scratched the surface. And um, this was requested by Zach, not Zach Miller, different a listener. Um, so. Uh, Thank you. We, we take requests for games new and old. Hopefully I haven't spoiled too much for you. And I think uh, I know which Zach this is, and I think he had trouble uh, contacting you because he asked me to send it to you, and I said, why don't you send it yourself, and here's how. So maybe <laughs> now would be a perfect opportunity for you to explain to the listeners how they can request songs or games. Uh, uh, yes, except I'm not quite sure if I know how to any, anymore either because oh, uh, the new we have a new website here. But uh, yes, if you do. haven't seen it yet, check it out at NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, you can always email me directly at typ at nintendoworldreport.com or uh, you can look for the uh, forum, which I assume we still have. Yes, we still have site. a forum. <laughs> uh, no, not forum. The forum to, to submit um, oh, via right, right. The contact. Email the email form. Um, which I'll link in, in the story of uh, this podcast article. 
if you can um, find the article. If you can <laughs> find the article, which you can, you should be able to find at least uh, by clicking on podcasts on the top of the page. There's of there's course. a bunch of sections, and click on podcasts, and uh, you should see it right there. Along yep. with, uh, of course, Radio Free Nintendo, which uh, is Johnny's podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I kind of wish I'd save Mario for the end, just because now everyone's going to like turn this podcast off and go run to their Wii's. Um, <laughs> but, no, uh, they can, well, they can pause and then all right, all right, you know, come, back. come back later. Right. It's, it's the miracle of MP3. All right. Well, um, with that lovely, lovely game in which you can play as Luigi before beating everything. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, uh, okay, so one more thing. I uh, forgot to an- answer the uh, question here. The producer uh, of this game, uh, who directed the first Galaxy, um, but apparently there were three directors in Galaxy 2. I- I'm not sure why. Uh, he's uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi. Um, yeah. And he's, he's famous for trying to inject some story into Miyamoto's relatively story-free games. Um, and uh, I guess the, there's been some headbutting over Nintendo about that. But Yeah, there, so he's there, banished to group. Tokyo <laughs> and given his own studio. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kozumi also, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not, I'm not fact-checking this as we speak, but I'm pretty sure he directed Donkey Kong Jungle Beat as well. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think they're one of the best studios in the world right now. Um, that's EAD Tokyo, and uh, I cannot wait to see what they do next. Yeah. I don't want them to do Mario Galaxy three. I know some. <laughs> I, don't think they will. I heard someone actually say they wanted that, and I, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure it would be amazing. But really, I, I really want them to do something original, or at least revive another beloved franchise the same way that they, that they yeah. did with Jungle Beat. It's weird to me because everybody's like, Donkey Kong Country's back, and I'm like, you should play Jungle Beat because it already came back, and now it's coming, they're re- just reviving They're re-reviving it, which is, yeah. I, I don't mind, but it's, it's an odd choice to me, because Jungle Beat is amazing. I mean, one yeah, of the great and you, you can see jungle, bits and pieces of Jungle Beat in, in the Galaxy games. Too, of course, so. yes, yes. Um, but uh, if you needed another reason to play it, yes. Yeah, uh, actually, I do highly recommend that Iwata asks. Um, for actually, there are two volumes: ones with Miyamoto, and then uh, there's another one where Iwata was in Tokyo interviewing the, the various members of the team that worked on Galaxy Two. And and based on what they've said in, in that interview. It's pretty clear they, they threw everything in there. Like they knew that they weren't doing another Galaxy game, and uh, they just crammed as much as they could. I mean, they spent two and a half years basically building new levels. So <laughs> I cannot imagine they're going to make a Galaxy three. I just cannot see it. Yeah. Based on the fact, I mean, they went above and beyond. So yeah, it, it would not make sense. Well, they've done Gravity. I guess the next is uh, make a game about friction or something like that. Wow! Wow! Maybe. Or maybe like relativity. <laughs> Great Scott. That, that would be the next. That would be like the next order of complexity from gravity, right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, they've tried. You know, games have tried time travel before, but uh, never really that well. Blinks the cat, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can only do that with the power of the Xbox hard drive built in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> The only way Prince of Persia Sands of Time even ran on the other systems is that they managed to make PS2 and GameCube emulate the Xbox hard drive so I that see. so that oh, they okay. could rip off and imitate Blink.
Thanks. <laughs> I don't, I don't the, know if you knew right? that. I, this is yeah. a little little behind the scenes peek at uh, last year gaming. Yeah. This sounds familiar. I think I... Hmm. We'll see. No idea. No, I have some ideas. Very well then, here's a question. What statistic common to games in this genre is not used, and how does the game account for this uh, discrepancy? Hmm.
This is uh, one of those uh, tip of the brain things because I have definitely played this game probably more than once and I know it and the question should be a dead giveaway and I cannot yeah, I, I don't know if you play this or not. I, I I seem to recall you talking about this game, but it could have been some other game that. Okay, well similar. then I'll throw out a guess that could not be correct, and that's Paladin's Quest because that's it, correct. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That really. Yes. I, that music was a lot better than I would have guessed from Paladin's Quest. I mean, I haven't played Paladin's Quest in fifteen years or something, but. Um, Wow, that's that's really good music for Paladin's yeah, Quest. Yeah, I think there are a few gems, but uh, most of the soundtrack's a little bland. Okay, um, yeah, that's what I would have guessed. It's a it's kind of a B tier uh, RPG from Enix on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's almost like it's a Super Nintendo game, but it's almost like a Dragon Warrior. I mean, in in the sense that um, I don't know how you mean. Well. Um, the battles um, are such that you're facing the, the character, like you don't see your yeah, right. It's, it's first when person, you're... but actually, a lot of RPGs back, you know, in the old days used to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, the weird thing about Paladin's Quest is that it has absolutely zero magic points. Right. Um, the, the game apparently um, there are uh, spells you use, but I guess they consume your hit points? Yes. Actually, magic is a very important part of the game. It's even part of the story. Um, so you have each one of your... It's a little bit like, I guess, The Last Airbender in that each one of the characters specializes in a different class of magic, you mm -hmm. know? So one of them is fire, one of them is water, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's no magic, so you use your hit points. And that is one of my favorite RPG strategy twists of of all time that I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm really surprised no one's ripped it off because, I mean, it's been a long time since Paladin's Quest, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if magic is an important part of the game, um, and you know, if it's an important part of battle, then it makes sense that you should really pay a price for it. Yeah. You know, but if your magic is powerful and it really has a strong effect on what's going on, you should really have to pay a price for it. And going back all the way to the original Dragon Quest and and even Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy handled magic points in kind of a weird way, but it's still basically magic points. You always have this separate resource that's more renewable usually than your hit points. Yeah. And um and and you know, if you're if you think of the game, if you think of a typical RPG in terms of the amount of time it takes you to get from one end to the next, then it makes sense to use up all of your magic points in between. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, most people don't do that because a lot of times the magic spells aren't that useful. Now, in, I'd say Dragon Quest does a better job of making the, the spells powerful and, and important and useful. But in Final Fantasy, a lot of times the magic spells really aren't that useful or they're just all so generic that you're not really sure, it doesn't really matter which one you use. And so you just kind of spam a particularly good spell if you right. even want to go to that much trouble. A lot of times you don't even really need to. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah, so in Paladin's Quest, you really have to think about whether or not you want to use fire on this enemy. Because maybe he's weak to it, but the question is, will you save, will you save more hit points from killing him faster than you're using right. to cast the spell? And that 
question is kind of pervades the entire battle system of the entire game. It's fantastic. It also means that healing potions, there are no healing spells, obviously, but healing potions become extremely important because they regenerate the only resource you've got. And, and so, you know, you, you have to... You, if you go through a particular battle and you win, the enemies never even touch you, but you used a lot of magic to defeat the enemies, you might have to heal up after that. So the, the healing potions become really important. And you can't use those in battle, right? Uh, you probably can. Yeah, I think well, you can. Okay, well, the wiki, the wiki article, uh, that's to be trusted, says you can't use items unless they're equipped. So there might be uh. an item you can equip that um, maybe renews a certain number of hit points but you can't cast a healing spell and you can't use a healing item per se um, that's interesting which is really bizarre it really makes it so it's kind of you got to plan things out ahead of time a little bit you have to be well prepared but it is a, it's a challenging game but I don't remember it being like crazy hard or anything it does have some really fun um, puzzles that take place in the environment you know a little bit like Golden Sun, I guess. Um, and oh. uh, you also, near the end of the game, instead of an airship, you get a UFO. You get a <laughs> fucking UFO and you can fly all over the world in it. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I guess I misspoke a little. I guess you can equip a healing bottle and use that in battle, but you have to have equipped it ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Which, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, Paladin's Quest is one of those games that I really, 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 really wish was on Virtual Console. Um, because it's never been re-released in any format that I know of. Um, it was in English. I mean, you could go find a copy for Super Nintendo somewhere, but it, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult to find now. Um, it, was a, it was obscure even in the day that, it, you know, even back then. Um, but it's just a game that I think a lot of people would really like if they ever got a chance to try it out. Enix, Square Enix is never going to remake it or anything like that, so just dump it out there, let people pay their 8 bucks for it, and enjoy your classic, obscure, awesome RPG. Yeah, well the question is who owns the rights to this, because it's developed by Copia System, which I don't know if they exist anymore, I've never, never heard, heard of them before. Of them. <laughs> and the publisher in Japan was Asmic Corporation, hmm. whom I also am not familiar with personally. I've heard of Asmic, um, but I don't know where they are now. But I, know, I mean, yeah. I know Enix published it in America, but they exactly. must have picked up the rights to it. Well, that yeah. may be the reason. I always thought that was, uh, I always thought it was a quintet game or something. You know, some kind of internal yeah. Enix studio had made it. No, um, hmm. this one maybe lost the ages. Oh, I hope. I really should need to go find a cartridge of it because I rented it. You know, back when I was a kid. I didn't buy that many games, but um, that might I can't be. imagine there are too many copies of this game out there. No, it's going to be hard to find. It's gonna, it's gonna cost me. But I like Paladin's Quest a lot. You like the concept of Paladin? I mean, is the game itself fun, or is it really? No, more the game's really cool. Actually, another, another interesting thing is that as you use your magic more and more, you level up your magic skill. Oh, cool! So there's an incentive to use magic a lot, but there's the disincentive that it <laughs> takes away your hit points and can kill you. If wow. you use too much of it, so it, I think it's working on so many levels. I think it's great, yeah, and it has some pretty nice music in it too, as it turns out. All right, well, um, that was requested by Shaman, um, who, who also suggested some of the songs. So, uh, thank you, Shaman. Well done, sir. You have good taste. 
Yeah, and uh, we have one more listener request this evening um, before we get to the last game. So um, enjoy. Damn you, Michael, will you ever run out of Kirby games? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that one. Just joking, of course.
base, base, base. Yeah, I kind of have to apologize. I, I was only able to find really three songs from this game, so didn't have a lot to work from. Um, but but I did want to use this game. So yeah, here's your question. Mentioning which product brand makes your friend angry in this game. <laughs> I'm sorry that cracks me up. <laughs> you you only have mono, but in in, uh, in that song, the listeners will hear it. Uh, it. Pikachu's voice is going from left to right, like as he walks around. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like Doppler <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you gonna be able to get a version without him saying that? No, oh, but that's man. it's hilarious. It's anyway. It's okay. I usually try to avoid that stuff, but man, <laughs> I uh, want to know who requested "Hey You Pikachu." <laughs> Steven Yoshi One Thousand One. Who right, has even played last... this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I it sold well, apparently. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I remember playing "Hey You Pikachu" for about. 20 seconds at E3 2000 it must have been and he didn't understand a word I said <laughs> I mean my accent was probably stronger back then I knew it was but still he did, I mean also E3 worst possible place to yeah, demo a game it's probably like a, yeah uh, I mean do you remember Odama come on <laughs> <laughs> yes and I remember Seaman actually being at E3 or at least Seaman 2 yeah yeah, voice recognition does not work at E3, but um, yeah, it doesn't. Wow, uh, the music was pleasant. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, this is basically a virtual pet. It's in a way a precursor to uh, like Nintendogs, um, in a weird way. Um, but what surprises me is that you know I I realize that this game the implementation was kind of crummy, um, but. I kind of am surprised they haven't gone more in this direction with Pokemon, not necessarily virtual pets, but, I mean, there really hasn't been voice recognition at all. Um, I'd like to think Nintendo learned their lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they did, but um, it still surprises me that they haven't tried again. Um, I mean, it seems like you could certainly do battles calling out, you know, names of attacks optionally, kind of like Phoenix Wright or something. Um, 
but as far as I'm aware, they haven't done that. Um, either on DS or Wii. Um, maybe they have. I, I have not played a Pokemon game in a long time, but uh, I don't think I've heard anyone talking about that. I don't know, because I, I always have this picture that they should be making this MMORPG where it's like the TV show where you know, you're standing around and you're commanding your, your Pokemon to do their attacks. Um, which just hasn't happened because they aren't interested in, in making a big, big budget game for this franchise but um yeah so I don't know too much about Hey Pikachu I mean it it's there's like you said that much to basically know. like there's not that much to the game I don't think well obviously you're there to play with Pikachu and in theory you can talk to Pikachu and and say it's cute and it'll understand or whatever um but one funny thing and and as far as I'm aware, this is true. Um, if you say PlayStation, he gets angry because that's a bad word. Apparently, I yeah, I've heard that <laughs> somewhere over the years. Um, I, I don't really understand why they thought this made sense. I mean, wouldn't it be better to to do a game where you talk to Meowth because he can talk back? No, because because Pikachu's cuter. Yeah, Pikachu's more annoying. I would say. <laughs> But, well, that's what you and I think, but yeah. to the target audience, Pikachu is Meowth, I mean, so. a, like a Hey You Meowth, that could actually be really funny. And, <laughs> and be we, really snarky. Yeah, it would have this kind of Seaman vibe to it. I mean, that's basically what Seaman is, right? He just yeah. he makes fun of you, and he's all weird and shit. I don't know. I, I think we'll see some more of this kind of stuff once um, Kinect comes out, because yeah. Connect, definitely... Connectimals. Well, I don't know about connectables, but I mean, where there's a back and forth between someone's snarky, it just seems obvious. I mean, Sega may even make another Seaman game or whatever. Um, I mean, it's got a built-in mi- microphone, kind of like we speak. Why, why Microsoft wants to go that route, I don't know. Um, but it has a camera and, and a built-in group microphone. So. Well, actually, I mean, seriously, connectables has elements of Hey You Pikachu and, and Seaman already in it. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot it's e- yet even cuter but um, yeah you can talk to your pet tiger or whatever other animals are going to have in there but does it say tie tiger tie 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 tiger tie I no comment Pikachu Pika what the hell are we talking about Pika I like the angry Pikachu from Smash Bros PlayStation Pikachu. PlayStation. Pikachu! <laughs> Alright. Uh, we got one more game here. Um, and, uh, it's my game. It's Johnny's game.
How about that? Amazing. It's awesome. It is awesome. Is the next one as good? Uh, no. (laughs) Probably not. pretty good it just took a long time to build up kind of reminded me of a game we used last time when you were on um um pulse man hmm. in a weird way i mean i guess they're both kind of have that electronic sounding noise to them right so uh your hint question for this one 
uh, what's the name of the character who is meant to be the hero of this series, even though in this game you only see him in a couple of cutscenes? Hmm. What's that character's name?
Um, not my kind of music, except for the first one, but um, <laughs> impressive nonetheless. It sounds yeah. like an Atari wigging out. That's maybe. exactly maybe, what it maybe, should sound maybe, like. Maybe an Atari on acid or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, my experience with this game is limited to um, a few minutes at E3 when they were showing this off. Um, well, it, I, think, I think it was this It game. is Bit Trip Beat. Bit Trip Beat, the first of the Bit This is the one games. where you basically push a direction up, down, left, right, right? No, no, that's cool. Oh. Okay, so what is Bitrip Beat? How does that one work? Bitrip Beat is um, basically Pong on acid, and uh, you control the paddle with uh, the by tilting the Wii remote. Okay. Yeah, it, and it's very sense. sensitive, which it kind of has to be because the aim's so fast. But because it's so sensitive, it adds a certain amount of dexterity to playing it that is not easily overcome. It's a very challenging game, but totally mesmerizing and um, has great music really interesting visuals it's um i i would say it, it's probably the best bit trip game so far although i just downloaded runner and i do like it a lot so um runner runner might get that title when, when i play it more but uh yeah bit trip beat is great and you know i, I i'm glad that it was included in the we were demo f- period um, because I think a lot of people got to play it from that and, and hopefully, you know, kind of fell in love with it. But it's a great game. Now, is this the one where it builds as you do better? Yeah, well, the I graphic... I guess they all do that, kind of. But. Yeah, that's that's one of the things about the whole series is the graphical style sort of changes depending on um, your, your combo, like how long you've been going without missing a beat. So, um, and, and, and it's, it's sort of um, self restricting because as you do better then the graphics get more and more complicated there's more distraction and so it's more likely that the background or the graphics could actually mm. interfere with you and, and make you miss a beat which would drop you back down a level but now you'll be able to cope better because the graphics get a little bit simpler if you do really bad you get all the way down to black and white where it literally looks like a black and white atari 2600 game and it sounds like it too because at that point the music from the TV stops and the only thing you hear are the beats from your Wii Remote speaker. <laughs> it's really wow. clever. Yeah, it's good stuff. And that means you are about to die. You better you better pl- you know, you better pick up your game and kind of get back up to into color and full music. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also mention that the soundtrack for Bitrip Beat, which is really about it's really like five songs um there's a couple of interludes beyond that but it, it's a short soundtrack but it is available at cd baby um and it also, may also be on itunes it might be I, I got it from cd baby but i had a download key that i got from the developers at e3 so i don't know what it costs um like i said just be warned it's only about five real songs um so i don't know if it's worth what you'd pay for a normal album but it may cost less than a, than a normal album i'm not sure but if you like it and you want it and you want to support the uh, developers at Gaijin Games, then you can you can go grab that. Beep. Beep. All right. With um, with that, I think that's the end of the uh, episode as well as the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It is time to. It's actually the start of a new day for me. Yeah. I'm I'm playing the Greg role here. Well, um, thank you for for. Uh, 
throwing together this podcast with me, Johnny. Yeah, well, hey, um, man, you, you did it all. Yeah, no. All I did was stay up real late and play Puzzle Quest to the sound of a bunch of different games. <laughs> I don't know why you love Puzzle Quest so much, Johnny. Because it's puzzle, but with a quest. <laughs> Oi. I, no, actually, this is the methadone that I started taking to get me off the heroin of Picross 3D. <laughs> so. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah. Alright, well, good night, everyone. Um, hopefully this will be up on Friday, but uh, forgive me if it isn't. And with that, uh, I'm sing with that too many times. Let me, let me go to sleep. And with that... That. Uh, okay. <laughs> good night, everyone. Yes, good night. And, uh, it's my game. It's Johnny's game. Well, I, I think Neil also suggested it, so you'll have to share. Yeah, but Neil's not here, is he? No, sir. And I didn't. I didn't ask Neil. I yeah. I came to you with this game. I said, "Let's do this one." Yeah, I guess Neil gets no credit. He should show up. Kid Icarus is copyright 1986 Nintendo. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is copyright 2010 Nintendo. Paladin's Quest is copyright 1993 Asmic Corporation Enix America. Hey You Pikachu is copyright 2000 Umbrella, Marigold, Nintendo, Features, Game Freak. Bit Drip Beat is copyright 2009 Gaijin Games.